0: best deals on tires whether it is your personal vehicle or a fleet account at Southern Tire we treat your vehicle like our own at Southern Tire we have all the latest diagnostic equipment and ASC certified technicians the dealerships have without the dealership prices Hickory and Airline and Menory open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services we provide to our customers Good afternoon and welcome to another edition of Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you. Until 6 o'clock, 106.1 FM, NASH Icon. Privilege of bringing you home each and every weekday afternoon, 4 to 6. And it's Mardi Gras time in the city. Hope you got out and enjoyed the great Mardi Gras weekend that it was. All over the metropolitan area. Big crowds everywhere. Of course, big crowds in the French Quarter as well. Fantastic for, again, of our local businesses having an opportunity to be able to recoup some of the losses they've had to deal with over the last two years without having Mardi Gras. And, uh, oh, yeah, a lot of folks out there enjoying it. Fantastic weather as well. It looks like it's going to cooperate going forward. Um, the, the extended forecast has maybe some rain on Bacchus uh, Sunday, Maybe. But other than that, looks like, again, it's clear sailing for most of the parades uh, throughout the rest of the Mardi Gras season. So that's really fantastic news. And, again, honestly, deserving, right? Two years without Mardi Gras, two years without, again, uh, that's something that's a, a big part of our culture. And, of course, uh, for this city that depends on tourism, a huge moneymaker for us as well. Uh, again, we need some good weather and we need some big crowds uh, to be able to come on into New Orleans and spend a lot of money. And, of course, it looks like, based on what we saw this past weekend, that is uh, the formula that we'll see going forward. And, again, I know everybody's happy to be back on a on, on a parade float, be on, a, on on the avenue, again, whether you're on the neutral ground, or the sidewalk side, uh, checking out all the parades. And, uh, uh, again, uh, are heading down to the quarter, grabbing a grabbing a cocktail, grabbing a, a great bite to eat, and, and, of course, enjoying the reverie uh, in the French Quarter as well. Uh, a little sense of normalcy for us here in New Orleans. All right, uh, iHeartRadio app, TuneIn radio app, anyway a great way to catch the show. Also Nash FM106.1 and EricAsher.com on the World Wide Web. Our podcast is everywhere. Anchors our home base. But we're on all podcasting platforms. At Eric underscore Asher on Twitter, Eric Asher on Facebook. Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram is how you can follow the program. And of course, uh, as always, don't forget about the award winning Inside New Orleans Sports. Um, unfortunately, last week, a lot of folks missed the program on, a, on, on a Friday night uh, at 10 o'clock because we were uh, preempted by the Irma Thomas special. It was our birthday. Uh, it was The show was pushed back to 11. If you missed that program, it's, it's on our social media platforms uh, and also on the TV YouTube page. I directed a lot of folks to that who set their DVRs for 10 o'clock on Friday night. We're back to our regular schedule. Uh, this week. So again, that's Thursday live broadcast at 1 p.m. on LAE. Uh, also on the uh, live streaming on the WLA TV YouTube page on Thursday. 6 o'clock on LAE with our first rebroadcast. 10 o'clock on the Deuce, 10 WLA TV 2. Friday night, 9 o'clock on Pelican Sports Television, 10 o'clock on WLAE. And then, of course, Saturday morning at 2 a.m. on the Deuce. Back on Pelican Sports Television on Friday night. I mean, sorry, uh, Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon, pardon me. Uh, on Pelican Sports Television. Playing a little hurt today, folks. I didn't get a chance to enjoy the Mardi Gras revelry this weekend. Unfortunately, I've been sick all weekend long. Uh, but, again, trying to. I wanted to get out and, and, and do the show today no matter what. And uh, by the grace of God, I am here. No, no COVID. test, test tested, tested negative for COVID. Just a little uh, little chest infection uh, that kind of comes with the uh, territory of having the asthma that I deal with. But, uh, nevertheless, uh, looking forward to the next two hours. Ali Gassel is going to join us at the bottom of this hour. Uh, at 4.35, and then Larry Holder of The Athletic will join us at 5.35 uh, in, in uh, the second hour of the program. Of course, Alec Cassell from the Bird Rights. Just some quick notes uh, before we kind of jump into the biggest story of the day, which is the future of Zion Williamson here in New Orleans. Uh, first of all, there are rumors out there now that that uh, Dennis Allen is going to name uh, co-coordinators uh, when it comes to his defensive uh uh, coordinated position remember dennis allen has said that he is going to um he's going to he's going to call the plays. okay so he's going to continue to call the defense uh and of course we speculated a lot on this program over the last couple of weeks now Again, would it be Ryan Nielsen? Would it be Chris Richard? uh wh- Again, wh- wh- how would that work? That again, maybe for Nielsen because it's the next step for him in terms of being a defensive coordinator, not calling the plays, but setting up the uh, schematics of the uh, of of the, uh, uh, the 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 game plan for for the week. That that might be the next step for him. Uh, but again, it keeps uh, there's just so many rumors out there right now. That both those guys will share those duties. They will, they will, they will create the game plan during the week. Obviously, they'll be there on game day, working in concert with uh, with uh, with uh, Dennis Allen. But it looks like again they'll be co-coordinators for for the Saints now. That that could change. That could change at any time. Uh, Nielsen could be offered a job somewhere. Uh, Richard could be offered a job somewhere. You know, for Richard, it's, he's the one that I would be kind of hesitant on because, uh, you know, he's uh, he, he's a he's in a he's in a situation where. Um, again, uh, the next step for him, obviously, defensive coordinator and, and sharing the duties, just doesn't seem like again something that uh, would be something that he would be able to deal with in terms of again the upward mobility of his career. But we'll see how that how that kind of plays out. But that's that's one of the things that's being bantered about right now uh, for the New Orleans Saints that again they'll have co-defensive coordinators with Dennis Allen uh, calling the um, the defense on game days. Congratulations to Coach Sless over at uh, UNO. 147 victories. Uh, again, the uh, all-time winningest coach in, in the history of UNO basketball uh, and a storied uh, line of coaches uh, that have been part of the lineage uh, of UNO basketball. And uh, Coach Schles has done a fantastic job uh, in his time at, at UNO, One NCAA appearance, and he's on the cusp of a second this year. The privateers are 9-1 in the conference, 16-9 and overall. And uh, you gotta, you got to, again, be excited about how they're playing out on the lakefront right now. Of course, uh, uh, he's done a great job in, in rebuilding that program back. That was a program that was on, on the brink of, of, of extinction. Um, but before, again, he came in and, and took over. So, uh, again, I'm very, very happy for him, happy for his family. He's a guy that has come in and embraced New Orleans. Uh, he I've said this before. He may not be New Orleans born, but he's New Orleans certified. There's no doubt about it. Okay, he's one of us. Uh, he's gone. He's gone out of his way to again uh, uh, embrace the culture, become part of, of again the, uh, the the city. You see his you know his kids, his family, always out in, enjoying uh, you know what the city has to offer. And uh, I'm excited for him. Uh, again, now the uh, all-time winningest coach uh, in the history of UNL basketball, and, and a legitimate chance of getting to the NCAA tournament this year. All right. also, again, uh, Tulane, again, uh, uh, wins this weekend, 9-5 and five now overall uh, in the conference. They're 12-11 and 11, uh, and uh, looking for an opportunity to be able to, con- to continue to maybe, uh, you know, get into the tournament and maybe make some noise. Uh, we'll, we'll see how that kind of plays out. Uh, but Ron Hunter's done a great job with Tulane so far. Uh, I'm excited about, uh, again, basketball coming back in New Orleans uh, and coming back strong. Uh, again, I've said before, oh, you know, it reminds me of the 80s. Reminds me of, again, when, when folks would pack, uh, you know, again, then uh, uh, Fogelman, also, again, uh, out out uh, uh, with, out at UNO. Uh, and, of course, this was really before pro basketball came back to the city. Uh, but also, again, when Dale Brown would bring his teams into, into the city uh, to either take on, you know, uh, a big-name program like a Georgetown or, or, again, have an opportunity to be able to, again, play some of the local teams like a UNO or a Tulane. Um, this weekend – uh, LSU, again, now 7-7, seven and 19-8 seven, uh, in, in, in the conference. Uh, again, still trying to be able to um, uh, hang on with, again, uh, with, uh, with an opportunity to, to, to make some noise uh, in, in the NCAA tournament. Still about a sixth or a seventh seed. So, again, we'll see how that kind of plays out for Will Wade's team uh, going forward. But the big news today has to do with Zion Williamson and what happened during All-Star Weekend. Uh, which, again, was compounded by what was released today uh, in, in an email that was sent to season ticket holders uh, on, on their renewal. Uh, first of all, let me just say this. Uh, yeah, I was feeling bad, but I just don't watch the NBA All-Star game anymore, okay? Uh, I don't like the teams with LeBron and, 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 and KD, the name. You know, they're, they're the captains. They pick their own teams. Don't like it. Like East first, West, I'm an old-school guy. Uh, it's become less competitive in a lot of cases with the format uh, the dunk contest is a joke, okay? Uh, you can't even get the best dunkers in the, in, in the game out there anymore, okay? Probably the best part of the uh, of the weekend is the three-point contest uh, in a lot of cases because, again, you get some of the best there. But still, it's not what it once was. It just isn't. And and, and I didn't waste my time with it this weekend. A lot of that because I wasn't feeling well, but a lot of it is. Even if I was feeling well, I probably would have went elsewhere uh, for, for checking out sports like college basketball. But what came out of that was um, – C.J. McCollum, in an interview with the TNT crew as president of the Players Association, was asked if he'd spoken to Zion. When he answered no, everything after, the, after he said after that was muted to me, okay, uh, in New Orleans and, and around the NBA. If you are Zion Williamson and you're in Portland rehabbing, okay, from the team, and that's what we hear again, rehabbing, getting the best care he can get to rehab away from the team, how do you not reach out via text, Phone call again, um, Instagram, in, uh, social media, whatever. Or uh, say, let's grab a coffee, you know, coffee or whatever, I, you know, a soft drink. I don't care. Um, it's mind blowing to me. It's mind blowing to me. Zion, again, uh, cannot be that enclosed in, in his bubble that, that he did not hear CJ McCollum say that he chose to play in New Orleans because of Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson. Okay, that came out of his mouth. He chose to be, again, uh, to accept that trade, but yet no contact, okay? On top of that, C.J. McCullum is the president of the Players Association, you know? Forget that he's one of the top players on your team now and agreed to be traded so he could play with you, Zion Williamson. The respect of his position alone should have warranted a text, a call, a tweet, an IG, post a private message, something, but yet there's no communication, okay? Now, I'm wondering if even if after C.J. Uh, McCullum told the uh, TNT crew that he was going to get to the bottom of the issue, if that even motivated Zion at that point to be able to reach out to the vet. Because we've heard nothing about that, okay? Is and Then I started thinking, well, is he even in contact with his teammates? I mean, do they even text or communicate? You know, when Josh Hart, who he spent three years with, got, got traded to Portland, did he reach out? You know, uh, Nikhil Alexander Walker, who was one of the big three uh, rookies, uh, what they call themselves, the Rooks, right? Uh, when uh, With him and Jackson Hayes, when he got traded from, from New Orleans to Portland and ultimately ended up in Utah, has there been communication between him and Jackson Hayes. Is he even communicating with his so called friends on the team? This brings a whole new perspective, again, to the Zion Williamson absence, okay? The so called face of the franchise. For a player with his raw talent and potential. I mean, he's been given every leeway that is reserved for the best in the game. And the dude's played a paltry 85 games in three seasons because of injury. The Pelicans have gone out of their way, walking on eggshells with Zion Williamson. I mean, David Griffin and the Pelicans have bent over backwards to satisfy both Zion Williamson and his family. So much so that, again, his family dictates the narrative on the part of Zion Williamson. It's crazy. To what it's got, look. In most cases now, it looks like again that the, the the that when you look at the the club, it's the club that's taken the hit for, for Zion publicly, and I think that's that's Griff's biggest mistake here. Okay, uh, he's let a teenager and now a 21 year old dictate to the team on how he was going to be handled. Okay, from hiding to not being transparent with the fan base about his injuries. To allowing him again to stay away from the from the facility, and then of course ultimately again uh, leaving the team to rehab. Now I want to say this again: the narrative they painted was he was going up to Nike up in Portland because again the best of the best. We're going to again, we're going to work on that foot and try to get him back for this year. We're talking about the little toe on his right foot. Okay, he's had the injection, uh, but yet all we get is crickets when it when it comes to again where is he in terms of his rehab? But that, that again. A lot of people had a problem with it. I did not. I did not have a problem with it. I got a little bit of a problem with it now, because it seems almost like again, he, again, he's put himself in a position where he doesn't have to be around the team and he doesn't have to be here. Especially again, after again, uh, you, you've gone out of your way to get the best trainer uh, in in professional basketball. You've upgraded the facilities, everything that, that that's there for for Zion to be able to rehab. I I bought into the narrative, but now I'm kind of wondering, is that just is that just more BS? Coming out of the Zion Williamson camp, that, that again is now being portrayed by, by, by the uh, by the Pelicans. Like I said it last week, this culture makeover under Willie Green doesn't include Zion. Okay, he hasn't been around. So again, you look at this culture shift. Okay, that's that's going on. Does he even know his new teammates? I mean, that's a question I got right now. Yep, yeah, he met them in training camp for the short point time he was there. Does he even know him? Does he? Has, uh, okay, he was here for media day. But since then, he's been gone. Now you look at it again. Go back to to the the, the question that was asked them: When are you coming back? Oh, I'll, I'll I'll be ready for the regular season. That has turned into a bunch of BS. Can't even make it. Again, a lot of people thinking that he was going to be back for the after the All Star break. Well, again, the Pels play on Friday night, okay, at Phoenix. They play in, again in Los Angeles against the Lakers on Sunday night. There's been no word that Zion will be joining the team um, in, in, after the All-Star break. So then you got Zion not reaching out to CJ after the trade. Mind-blowing, okay? I mean, honestly, folks, the dude should have at least took him to dinner, right? In Portland. He's in Portland. The guy's in Portland. Even When, when the trade was being consummated, and then considering, again, he was the or at least we thought he was, the face of the franchise. You're the face of the franchise. You're the guy that, again, that's on the billboards. You're the guy that that ultimately is is, is being marketed uh, by the Pelicans. And you're not reaching out to C.J. McCollum? Please, forget about the fact that he's the president of the Players Association. Okay, he's one of the best players in the league, and he chose to want to join you in New Orleans. It just continued a bad look for, for Zion and his family. I just have to say it. Now to the renewal email that was sent out to season ticket holders that did not include Zion, which I think is more telling than the fact that he did not reach out to C.J. McCollum. I mean, this is amazing to me. Today an, an email was sent out, Pelican's uh, uh, 22, 23 ticket plans, be there for it all. And, and it starts off saying this. Led by new head coach Willie Green, players Brandon Ingram, Jonas Valanciunas, and C.J. McCollum, the Pelicans are building something special across the street from the Caesars Superdome. With their and with their best ever season ticket package now on sale, there's never been a better time to lock in. Join the squad for, and of course they they, they list all the things you can get by joining the uh, the the season ticket becoming a season ticket holder. But yet, Brandon Ingram's mentioned. Jonas Valachunas is mentioned. C.J. McCollum is mentioned. There's no mention of Zion Williamson in this email that was sent to season ticket holders to ask them to renew. Zion is not included in this season ticket renewal. The, the four letters Z-I-O-N is nowhere to be found. Now, anybody that really knows me and has known me for a long time knows I'm a bit of a conspiracy theorist, Right? But leaving the player who is the reason why the Pels up until this season had all those national television appearances, off the season ticket renewal pitch email, it's got to mean that the franchise doesn't feel he's marketable with the Pelican fans or he's on his way out before next season. It's one or the other. Either they feel, again, he's become toxic to the fans and doesn't want to be able to put his name down there uh, because ultimately, again, a lot of the fans have soured on Zion Williamson, or again... They know, and they are at this point, that he's on his way out before next season. Now, let me just say this about the fans Zion comes back on the court, he buys into Willie Green and the culture. He's playing again, improving his game, even if he doesn't improve his game, just based off again what he did uh, again in the 85 games that he's been able to play. Right? Uh, the fan base is going to forgive and forget, they're going to embrace him so. When you when you say he's not marketable, okay, which is a question that I have, well, of course he's going to be marketable, but maybe again, the, 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 there's maybe they feel there's the pelicans feel there's some toxicity there with the Zion name right now, or men, or this is the beginning of just letting everybody know that he is not here for the long term. Look, he has a max extension on the table this summer, and some are saying it's going to be similar to Joel Joel Embiid's. Uh, 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 contract that he signed after, again, being injured his first two years uh, in the league. That's going to be a incentive-laden extension based on games played. And then the first thing I think was, well, how's that going to sit with this, the Williamson family, who, again, has bitched and complained about everything that that, that is going on in New Orleans since they came here? And they've been coddled. They've been held their kid gloves to try to be able to make sure the Zion Williamson family is happy here in New Orleans, that Zion is happy here in New Orleans. You think just not handing over, what is it, 135 billion million uh, without without any, any um, strings attached to that is something the Williamson family is going to be all for? <laughs> Come on. Based on what we've seen so far, no way, no how. Okay? Different situation than Joel Embiid than we're seeing with Zion Williamson. Joel Embiid has never acted like he didn't want to play in Philly we've gotten the, the impression that Zion Williamson doesn't want to be here in New Orleans. And he's done nothing to change that this season at all. Okay? So, I mean, call it what you want. You know, Zion has been sandbagging. Zion's, again, doing something calculated to get out of New Orleans. So well, he's legitimately injured. Okay, either one, I don't care. But there's a clear disconnect between Zion and the Pelicans when his name, those four letters, Z-I-O-N, Are not mentioned in the season ticket renewal pitch email. Zion can no longer, longer hide in Portland, and Griffin can no longer hide in the airline drive compound. Once and for all, the truth needs to be spoken on Zion's injury, his future, both this season and beyond with the Pelicans. The fans are owed that. Okay, the fans are owed that, at least, at the very least. The organization had to know that this email was gonna be controversial. I mean, they had to know this, okay? So if he's part of the future, why leave him out? And if this is a situation where the PR department, the ticket department crafted an email without the approval of Griff, Dennis Lausch, and Mrs. Benson and put this thing out, there are bigger problems within that organization than again, just Zion. The issue is, is what can the Pelicans get at this point for a player with the potential that Zion possesses after only playing 85 games in three seasons. Because you no matter what, you hold his right. And there's value there, okay? You need to get value back for the first overall pick. Teams are going to lowball you, and naturally so, okay? Look, when you look at right now what they would get, not much. I still say the Pelicans hold all the cards. He's under contract for the next two seasons, Okay. I still, again, when you when you look at at where, where they are, they have the right of first refusal. When he becomes a restricted free agent, they can match any offer that he receives if they want to hold on to him. But let me say this, ladies and gentlemen: between the silence and the absence of Zion since the beginning of the season, then the non-communication with, with C.J. McCollum, the, the season ticket renewal email, it sure looks like Zion is already gone. So, I say this to the organization straight up. Be transparent. Be honest with the fan base. Tell us exactly what's going on. Come from behind this curtain, this shroud, uh, again, a protection that you tried to put over Zion Williamson uh, and his family. If his family's pissed off, who cares? Okay? They're halfway out the door already. Okay, you better worry about the fan base in the city of New Orleans and regaining their trust. Okay, there is already a lack of trust with David Griffin. Sure, he made a good deal with C.J. McCollum. There's no doubt about that. Give him kudos. Okay, His last draft looks like a really good draft. Kudos. I'll give him that. But, again, that doesn't change the, the narrative that people don't trust David Griffin. They no longer trust him. I don't. Most of the fan base doesn't. And a lot of that is because of the lack of transparency with Zion Williamson. So wash your hands of the lack of transparency. Come out. Hold the press conference. Be honest about what's going on. Tell us about what the situation is with Zion's injury. Tell us if he's coming back this year. Tell us why he was left off the uh, the the season ticket renewal email. Uh, is he in the long term plans of, of this new, of the New Orleans Pelicans at this point? And is, again, he is he on board? And then on, at the same time, it doesn't have to be just David Griffin sitting behind that dais having that press conference. Zion's got to be with him because it's about time that again they take off the kid gloves and they quit coddling this kid. And put him in front of the microphone and let him say exactly what he what he needs to say and be honest with the people of the city of New Orleans and the fans of the New Orleans Pelicans. Okay? None of this, you know, hemming and hawing, I might be back. No. None of this smiling and looking away. None of that. Be straight. Be honest. Be a man. And just tell the people again where you stand. And if you stand with, I don't want to play with this franchise, I don't like this franchise, I don't like this city, you know what? Don't let the door hit you on the ass on the way out. But at some point, the fans of the city, I'm sorry, the fans of the, of the, the people of the city and the fans of, of, the, of the organization, the fans of this Pelican team, they need to know what's going on with their so-called superstar that, again, all indications are is he's halfway out the door already. Honesty and transparency goes a much, uh, go, goes, goes much longer way than with the, the way they're playing this right now. Again, they have done everything at this point. Uh, again, to be able to separate themselves from the fans because, again, the lack of honesty. So be honest. Tell it like it is. At this point, again, the pendulum has shifted. The pendulum has shifted right now, okay? Again, there are more people that, again, that are upset with Zion than they are with the organization. So capitalize on that. Come out and speak honestly about the future of Zion Williamson and stop all the guessing game. Stop all, again, the the cloak and dagger and the shroud and and hiding behind the curtain. He's a 21-year-old player who could be a phenom, but he also could be a bust. Just call it like it is. Tell it like it is. That's all we're asking for is honesty. All right, you're listening to Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until 6 o'clock. Don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. If uh, you have an issue with your heating system or your AC system and you need help, 15 trucks in the field, 30-minute courtesy call before they come to your home or your business. Truly a company you can trust. It's Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com acpromise.com. Coming up next, Alec sell the bird rights, give us his take on what's going on with Zion waves and all that coming up next here on Inside New Orleans. Don't go anywhere.
1: If you were raised up right, bright, you're one of us. 1061 Nash Icon has Luke Bryan tickets every, every
2: day. Sunrise, sunburn.
1: Luke Bryan at the Smoothie King Center in August. And Nash Icon is sending you there. That's my kind of not- Want tickets? A pair could be yours every weekday while you work. Get the code to text from Scott Innes anytime between 10 and 4. When you have it, text it to 68255. Luke Bryan tickets every day.
2: girls, shake it.
1: Only from New Orleans' country giant. Shake it for 1061-ICON. This report is sponsored by Mattress Firm. Unjunk your sleep during the President's Day sale at Mattress Firm. Shop now and get a king bed for a queen price. Plus a free adjustable base with purchase. Don't miss hot buys like beds starting at just $159.99. Plus Tempur-Pedic savings.
3: Still working an accident if you're traveling along the eastbound side of the Crescent City Connection at terry parkway and delays remain heavy if you're traveling along the eastbound side of the west bank expressway the crescent city connection and the Train expressway from terry parkway to the o'keefe howard avenue exit delays are steady along the westbound side of the west bank expressway from just past ames boulevard to avondale on the 310 on the southbound side delays are steady from just before saint rose to the luling hornville exit 10 eastbound delays are solid from just before elysian fields to the high rise 10 westbound your delays are solid from city park to the airport. In the meantime, look out for delays on the 610 on the westbound side from just before Canal Boulevard to the 10610 merge and on the eastbound side from Elysian Fields to the 10610 merge. I'm at Robinson broadcasting from the attorney Mike Brandner Traffic Center.
4: On the east bank and west bank, from the lake to the gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, Others behind the scenes ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit jpsojobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary.
0: Be on Hickory. Don't forget about my friend the Southern Tire family, owned and operated since 1972 by the Piazza family. Your one stop shop for quality auto repairs, the best deals on tires, the largest selection of tires in the metropolitan area, bar none. And I'm telling you something for everyone's budget. Wheels and tires up to 30 inches, financing is available. And, of course, when it comes to keeping your vehicle on the road, AFC certified technicians, the latest diagnostic equipment that you got at the dealership, you get it right there at Southern Tire. Don't forget, they can also, again, repair your damaged rims. Looking for a place so you can trust when it comes to your vehicle? It's Southern Tire. Hickory and Airline in Metairie open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6, Saturday from 8 to 3. 504-737-1558 is the phone number. You go to southerntire.com. Check all the services they provide for, for, uh, for your vehicle. Also, folks, uh, don't forget, uh, they have a diagnostic page on that Southern Tire website where, again, if you can troubleshoot what's going on with your vehicle if you're having problems before you bring it over to Southern Tire. Owned by the Piazza family since 1972, it's Southern Tire Hickory & Airline in Metairie. All right, joining us on the program now, and there's a day that you got to have him. He's got all the information. Does a great job covering the New Orleans Pelicans uh, for the Bird Rights, editor-in-chief of the Bird Rights. Ali Castell joins us on the program. Ali, how are you, Bud?
5: I'm doing great, Eric. Good weather. Went to the zoo yesterday. So it was funny hearing your intro there, here <laughs> <laughs> talking about the Audubon Zoo. Uh, great place. It was today. timely. Hawaii has not visited.
0: There you go, Ali. I got to tell you what. Um, I was my, my it was a little jaw dropping to hear the the interview on TNT but then that was maybe overshadowed by what we have found out today in in terms of the uh of the season ticket renewal email that was sent out which again d- d- left Zion's name off of that particular email. Let's start first with the uh CJ McCollum uh interview with TNT and I want to get your reaction.
5: Right so they interviewed C.J. McCollum, um, the TNT crew, as you mentioned, Charles, uh, Ernie Johnson, and uh, the Jets, Kenny the Jets, Smith. And they basically, and he basically told them that he has not spoken directly to Zion Williamson yet. And he said he spoke to somebody close to him, and then he expected to talk to Zion eventually. I think he even said soon. But the fact of the matter is he hasn't yet. And that that that, that screams big red flag, right? Zion is supposedly your face of the franchise. Everybody's excited to bring in C.J. McCollum, and it sounds like C.J. McCollum did everything that he could in terms of reaching out to Zion, when I say it should have been Zion reaching out to the new guy, but anyway, C.J. reached out to him and said he just talked to people close to Zion. That's just a terrible look. I don't understand it. It shouldn't have happened.
0: I agree. I mean, it was on so many levels. Number one, the guy said one of the reasons why he, was, he wanted to be traded to New Orleans, he agreed to the trade was to play with B.I., to play with Zion. Okay? You're in Portland. Uh, a, a phone call, a text, a, 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 a social media post, uh, you know, go get go get a coffee, go, go 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 grab a bite to eat, something at that point with this guy who, again, has, has said, look, I want to come play with you, and he's going to be your teammate. And then on top of that, just the respect of the guy who's being, again, the head of the Players Association. I mean, how do you not respect that position and at least reach out to him?
5: Exactly. Eric, CJ McCollum is one of the most respected players in this game for all the reasons you have just mentioned. He's a great basketball player, but he's also the president of the players association. And look, it doesn't get any bigger than this. And he's now your teammate. He's somebody that's one of the top largely largely regarded, top thirty players in the league. You know, and coming off a season where you basically complained in your season ending conference about not having enough teammates that it's, it's just a terrible thing to keep doing the same thing over and over. If everybody remembers that statement by
2: yeah. well,
5: here's the Pelicans land one of the top players, and they needed shooting, and there's few better than C.J. McCollum, and yet you have you don't personally reach out and try and talk to him, especially after you try to make contact with you. It's just the most bizarre thing in the world. And then on top of it, I know we're going to get to it, Eric, but that email that we all received today for season ticket renewals and such, the Pelicans list everybody's name, right? The big Willie Green hire, how great he's been, how he's turned around this culture. Then they mention Brandon Ingram, Jonas Valanciunas, Herb, CJ. They don't mention Zion Williamson. That 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 just raises that. that basically tells you everything you didn't need to know. Where Zion and the Pelicans stand right now, and they're on opposing fronts.
0: Uh, it pretty much seems that way, right? I mean, when when you're Pitching season ticket renewal to your present season ticket holders who have, again, already bought into the product. And for the last three years, it's been Zion, Zion, Zion. He's only played 85 games, again, but he's been the marquee player for the most part. And then he is absent from, from anywhere on this, on this opening letter where you're trying to get people to buy back into, into the season tickets. It, it, it's mind-blowing to me. But, again, it shows the disconnect. But now, again, I think, it, uh, again, when you look at this uh, more than anything else, it's time for the pelicans uh to be able to fess up it's time for David Griffin Zion Williamson to be able to come out and say again what exactly is happening here uh, no more hiding no more again uh, double talk uh again it, it, this this spoke volumes in in terms of this of this letter
5: yeah and it feels like this season ticket brochure that got released released is honestly a salvo that was fired by the pelicans at Zion's camp look they from from those of us that know behind the scenes, the Pelicans have tried to do everything to maintain a closer closer relationship um, to mend fences. Ever since that rookie season where things went awry after Zion injured his knee and had to have the meniscus surgery, When well, he came back reportedly was unhappy with the training staff, and ever since that time, there's been, like I said, a disconnect. But they've been the Pelicans have always been trying to sew that back together, and seemingly, you know it hasn't led anywhere, right? It's been a fruitless endeavor because they're no closer. If anything, I don't think the two camps have ever been further apart. I mean, Zion practiced, or excuse me, rehabbing, taking his rehab up to Portland in the middle of December. He's got his own set of doctors, hired a new trainer. There, there's nothing tying him to the organization, it seems like, and he couldn't be any further in the continental U.S. than in Portland away from New Orleans. So, It it looks bad, Eric. You're right. Something needs to be done and come out. But I feel like the Pelicans are now making that move. They put the ball back in his corner. But I don't think Zion, we have not heard of the trade demand. So it hasn't gotten to that point. But you can tell that the Pelicans are unhappy. And they're not going to make any more promises to this fan base, nor should they, of Zion being one of the star attractions with this team moving forward. Because they haven't been able to count him in the past. Look, he's only played 85 games in almost three seasons now. And you really don't know where his head sits at because of all the actions that he's done, he and his camp. So I think it's a smart move by the Pelicans honestly with this uh, season ticket brochure. But we need more answers for sure.
0: No doubt. I mean, there has to be, again, I think that the, the, it looks more and more like the team has continued to take the hit for Zion uh, when, when, in essence, again, uh, all there had to be was honesty from day one. Uh, They've they, they tried to shelter him. They tried to shroud him. They tried to put him behind the curtain. I mean, I talked about all this in my monologue today, uh, and, and, and in a lot of cases, Griffin and the, and the team taking the hit. Uh, you know f- what? For what this 18 to 21 year old kid is doing, and uh, I understand his family again has a tremendous amount of influence on what's happening here. At some point, the organization's got to say enough is enough. Okay, enough is enough. Now, maybe that's what this, what this, this uh, email uh, was all about. As you said, the first salvo here. But if there has been a trade demand, or, again, if it's just a situation where he has chosen to stay away from the team, uh, then, then uh, at some point Griffin's got to step up. And, look, I, I said this earlier, Zion's got to be at that podium too. Okay, he's still property of the Pelicans. They have to talk about, again, where they are and what's going on here. And, and not just for the future of, 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 again, season ticket holders, but, again, again, out of respect for the fan base as well.
5: Exactly. And I think we saw this kind of coming when the last time David Griffin spoke to us, where honestly he was asked to flat out, when can we expect Zion back? And for the first time, he didn't dance around the question or give some kind of you know timelines that were open-ended. He just flat out said, I don't know. So you, you could, we all could read the frustration on his part, honestly, at the situation. Now, like I said, this, coming out today with a season ticket brochure, not mentioning his name, it's clear to me that the Pelicans are no longer going to shelter him. Right, Because without a doubt, the word is, his camp does not want Zion's name affiliated with any bad news. So that's always been regarding any kind of injury news or anything to do with his conditioning, his weight. Well, I think that's all off now because Griff did not try and dance around when Zion's going to be back this season at all. And now, like I said, at press conference. So I think we're beginning to see that change. But you're right. I hope they can sit down, have meaningful discussion, but not amongst just themselves, but to us right? Because yes. Zion speaking just once this year is just absolutely ridiculous. It's crazy. I do even if he's not considered the face, the face of the franchise anymore. A lot of people invest time, effort, and money in this team. So they deserve those answers.
0: I agree. I mean, a lot of people bought a lot of jerseys too, right? <laughs> I mean, a lot of people bought yes. into this to this team because of Zion. Look, I go back to that day uh, when, when the draft lottery happened uh, that down in, in, in the warehouse district and how many people were shoulder to shoulder in, in, in the heat and humidity of, of a June a- afternoon in New Orleans and, of and, and course, went completely bonkers over Zion. Uh, you know, the fan base has done everything they can do to be able to to be able to, again, welcome him and his family with open arms. Um, you look at at the uh, at the team, they've done everything I think they've coddled him if any, if, if more than anything else, mm-hmm. you know, they tried to try to at least keep his reputation intact through all this. Uh, but but at some point, you got to come clean. At some point, you got to be able to tell the truth about what's been going on behind the scenes.
5: Yeah, they followed the textbook on how to treat a superstar. I mean, they did they coddled him, you're right. They protect him, always try to make him look in a great light. I mean, who can forget Griffin last year after Zion? Uh, broke Had a broken finger and his season was done, went out and lambasted the officiating. But sure. he put himself out there on a ledge for Zion's benefit, saying, This guy's not getting the calls, this and that. He, he, he basically compared him to Shaq and how he had been officiated. But that was Griffin going to bat for Zion, something he's consistently done, and this organization, for that matter. But it has not paid off. And <laughs> Zion, nobody knows, honestly, where this is headed because he's not here. He, does not have, he doesn't trust the Pelicans' doctors. I mean, I'm very curious to find out how his foot is doing. I think there's a big reason why we don't have the latest set of scans that we were promised and we're, what, right. more than two weeks past that date. It's simply because Zion's family, Camp, do not want them released. Why? Probably because it's not good news. But yet, I hope that comes out. <laughs> I mean, this is just one of the many things that they need to come clean on for the Pelicans. So I think that's, like I said, Pelicans are pushing back. Because they can recognize, you know, the writing on the wall. They've sure. done everything they can, but the situation has not improved. And Zion's future is up in as much up in the air as really anybody's in uh, today's league.
0: Can't be a one-way relationship, Ali. Uh, it just can't. No. I mean, it can't have, they can't have the Williamson camp dictating to the franchise on how again how their son is is going is going to be. Um, uh, you know, uh, 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 marketed, exposed, whatever. Again, all the secrets kept on. Again, his physical condition. Uh, and at some point, the, the, the franchise has to look out for the franchise. And 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 this to me, this is the crossroads. Okay. And 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 uh, at some point, you just tell tell the Zion Williams and fam. You know what? You're you're under contract for the next two years. You know, get your ass back to New Orleans. You know, again, I was one of the ones that said, you know what, I got no problem with him rehabbing in Portland if he's getting the best care possible from the experts on that particular um, injury. It looks to me as though he's trying to be out of sight, out of mind.
5: Exactly. Look, he's the only one that I know on the Pelicans um, roster that isn't being handled by Pelicans people. right? This summer, Brandon Ingram worked like crazy on his fitness regimen. And you know who was involved? One, the members of the training staff consistently mm-hmm. was alongside of him. But yet Zion did not do as such. And I'll tell you what, Zion, you've got to look at it this way. He's making just bad decisions, period. Because what, ha- what good has it done him just working out with his father-in-law, Lee Anderson, or those around him, right? Two summers ago, he was training and ended up getting hurt in a bubble, right? Had a hamstring right. pull in yep. this past summer, right? Broken leg. Now he gets an injection to where I've been hearing he probably should have had a second surgery. So he's consistently not only listening to those people in his circle, it's the wrong advice apparently, because everything is not coming out for the better. In fact the decisions have all been come out magnified to the worst degree. And Eric I'm at a loss. I'll be honest with you. A guy that's, you know, came into this league such a transcended talent to now find his career to where he's not even being listed in the season ticket brochures. I mean, that's your serve mm. as a wake-up call. Especially <laughs> no doubt. for Zion's family, right? Those are the ones that really care about his image. Well, suddenly, I don't know how you can look at this and say, well, I think we've been doing it wrong, or at least we've got to get back to the table to make Zion look good. So they've got to start talking to the palaces. They've got to change the way they've been handling business. So their son, he, he's being put basically hung out to dry right now. And for one, I can't blame him.
0: He's under contract next year for $13 million. There's a qualifying offer for $17.5 uh, million uh, in 23-24. Uh, he could choose not to sign that. But if they, they hold his rights, they got right of first refusal if ultimately, again, as a restricted free agent. Am I right? Or is the qualifying offer, that's it, he becomes an unrestricted free agent in
5: 24-25? Yeah, he basically still has to play for the Pelicans for at least another two years after this one, right, in whichever direction he takes. If he doesn't want to stay with them long term and doesn't want to uh, sign that qualifying offer, well, he, he still has to, or excuse me, has to take the qualifying offer to get out of restricted free agency. So yes, Eric, right. he got his fourth year of his contract still next year. Then he would have to play for that one year of qualifying offer at that price contract, and and then he would be free. That's still an awful long time, and I don't understand why he would go that route. Anyways, right? We've talked about this. This guy is injury right. prone as anybody. It would not be a smart business. Uh, decision to go that route. He should lock up the money and then possibly seek other routes. But here's the biggest thing I don't understand. There's not been one single trade demand. There hasn't been, say, an Uncle Dennis who represents, you know, Kawhi Leonard and that, how right. that fell apart in San Antonio. There hasn't been that instance yet. And so that's what's probably been the most puzzling thing. We haven't gotten concrete evidence of Zion not wanting to play for New Orleans, right? So is it just amateur hour in his camp and they just seemingly making bad decision after bad decision, but Stein still honestly wants to play in New Orleans? We don't know. That could very well Well, be actions speak
0: louder than words, right?
5: Yeah. So, I mean, Eric, honestly, this this is such a very peculiar situation because I haven't seen one like this, exactly like this, in the NBA before. So I think we're going to be learning a lot of new things in the coming months, if not by the end of this season. Right. Because there's got to be some resolution on at least where this team is headed. And it looks like we saw, like I said, the first inkling of it of what they mm-hmm. wrote in their season ticket brochure yeah. by not including oh. Zion Williamson's name.
0: No doubt. Uh, Ali, uh, we'll do a couple, we got two. We got a minute and a half left. Just a quick question. Um uh, do you anticipate now, David Griffin coming out, taking uh, 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 taking uh, a more honest approach with with uh, with the fan base on where Zion is? I mean, I'm I mean, I'm demanding it. Other media members should be demanding it, and 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 fans, especially those that are put up money for season ticket holders, should be demanding that.
5: I absolutely do. Like I said in the last conference, not only did he say, "I just don't know" in regards to Zion timeline, he kept on saying using the word anecdotally. He was basically saying we don't have firsthand knowledge of how Zion's rehab is going currently, how his conditioning is, how the the bone has healed or is healing in his leg. So he's already gone publicly on record saying – or kind of deviate from his usual plan of defending Zion, of even feeding bogus Mm -hmm. information if he's had to. So, no, I absolutely think Griff's now not going to be defending him, especially as staunchly as he has before. I think the truth – or a lot of truths are going to start coming out.
0: Well, you certainly can't ignore what happened this weekend at the All-Star game with C.J. McCollum. You can't again if this is a salvo across the bow here, okay? Uh, then th- th- that can't be ignored as well. With, with again the the t- season ticket renewal email, be interested to see how, how it plays out going forward. I'm sure that the Bird Rights will have all the information on this coming up. Tell us about again how folks can check out your uh, your, your great site. How folks can follow you on social media.
5: Yeah, I'm putting an article together right now regarding what's transpired this past weekend regarding Don and Williamson and where this possibly is headed. So you can find that over at SB Nation's all in word, www.thebirdrights.com. And we'll also be recording a podcast tonight on this
0: topic as well. Beautiful. Thanks, Ali. Appreciate the time, bud. Absolutely. Take care, Eric. You too, bud. Uh, don't forget about Burkhart Air Conditioning and Heating. AC breaks down, heater breaks down. You need help, go with the plus. Go with the best. Go with the company you can trust. It's Burkhart. That's acpromise.com, acpromise.com. A company I've trusted for decades, you can trust them as well. It's Burkhart. acpromise.com. This is Eric Asher. Have you noticed that it's more and more common these days that products are hard to find or even sold out? Well, I'm here to tell you that air conditioning equipment doesn't have to be one of those things. The folks at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating take your comfort seriously, but that means they keep the product on hand so when your A.C. breaks, they've got a replacement ready. So never wait. Never worry. When you need help, trust Burkhardt. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you.
2: You like a company that really stands behind its product? Well, listen to what Diamonds Direct does. Let's say you buy a diamond today for $6,000, but later on you want to trade up to a larger diamond or maybe a different shape. Diamonds Direct will give you $6,600 towards the new diamond. That's a guaranteed 10% appreciation. Let me say it again. You paid $6,000 originally, but Diamonds Direct pays you $6,600 for that same diamond when you upgrade, 10% more for the same diamond. It's Diamonds Direct's 110% upgrade guarantee, and it applies to diamond pendants and diamond stud earrings as well. You get the extra 10% on a $3,000 diamond or a $30,000 diamond. Doesn't matter. No strings attached either. You can get the 110% trade-up value regardless of the cost of the new diamond, and you can upgrade as many times as you like. Now that's peace of mind, and that's a company that believes in its product. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. On Severn Avenue across from Lakeside Mall.
0: Welcome to Braxton University. From the creators
3: of All-American. Well, if it ain't Simone Hicks. Juggling school, tennis. It's your journey. What if I made the wrong choice coming to college here? You do you. You are looking at the new face of HBCU baseball.
2: What if I'm not good enough? Basically, you're scared every damn day, bro. The
1: series premiere. Never let anything keep you from your dream. All-American Homecoming.
0: You're listening to Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you Until 6. We'll be right back.
1: Anytime, anywhere. Smartphone, tune in radio app. We are 1061 Nash Icon, WRKN,
0: Picayune, New Orleans. If you ever have any problems, come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. At Brookguard Air Conditioning and Heating, their number one priority is treating people right. Take it from me, Eric Asher. It means getting there quickly in an emergency. They'll be on time and do a perfect job. And it means they promise to give everyone a fair price every time. So if you're looking for a better experience from your generator AC company, or you just got a big quote from someone else and you want a second opinion, let the folks at Burkhart earn your trust and treat you right. Visit acpromise.com, that's acpromise.com, and tell them Eric sent you. Can somebody let me in, can you let me in there? Is it my turn? Boy, ain't that the truth? You better find yourself a portalette or, or, or a friend with a restroom nearby, right? Yeah, we could definitely need that on Mardi Gras Day, all really throughout the Mardi Gras celebration. Happy Mardi Gras to each and every one of you. Hope you had a chance to get out and enjoy the Mardi Gras parades this past weekend. I uh, got another full week of Mardi Gras parades coming up, and then, of course, leading up to the crescendo of. Montegrado Day next Tuesday, and uh, again, uh, of course, big weekend weather looks like it's going to cooperate. Uh, I guess the, the the forecast, the extended forecast, had maybe a little rain on. Um on, on Bacchus Sunday so let's hope that that will happen overnight and will not affect any of the parades but again after two years of not having Mardi Gras in this town uh just really really excited about again the Mardi Gras uh, Mardi Gras coming back and unfortunately as I said earlier you, you hear me the, the nasal tone of my voice right now I was sick all weekend long so I didn't get a chance to participate hoping to be well by the uh, by the next weekend so we can uh we can get out there and enjoy it but um uh, yeah no no COVID folks uh, tested tested negative for COVID, but nevertheless, uh, again, I guess I sound worse, worse, worse than I, than I feel. That's that's for sure. Um, look, speaking of of Monte and 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 public officials, before I, I get back into Zion and into sports, uh, can we stop the hypocrisy? I mean, just can we stop the hypocrisy here in New Orleans? You know, you got the mayor and the city council members at all these balls, right? And, and, and again, do you not think that the media? Do you not think that people in this city are not going to take photographs of them maskless? Okay, you put in this mask mandate, you put in the vaccine mandate, and all it has done is again has ended up hurting our businesses here in the city of New Orleans. You've made it so difficult for them to to continue to operate, and, and even though again the mask mandate has been lifted in the state, continues here in the in the, in the city, and yet again. Uh, throughout the reverie, what are we finding? We're finding, again, the mayor and the council members who, again, are involved in this, okay, who are dictating this to the businesses and the people of the city, that they're not even wearing masks at, 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 uh, at different events. I mean, just it, it's, it's hypocritical at its best, okay? I mean, it, it, is, it is unbelievable that, again, they feel that empowered that they can tell the masses, no, no, you have to do certain things in order to operate, you have to do certain things in order to go to your favorite restaurant, your favorite bar, in order to particip- participate in a Mardi Gras crew in a parade. But yet again, when we go to a bar, when we go to an event, we can go maskless. I mean, what, it just it's mind-blowing to me. And it goes back to, again, based on the council and their performance in, in, in the last four years, based on the mayor and her performance in the last four years, Especially getting again with with uh, out of control crime, can't get the garbage picked up. Again, the failure of the sewage and water board. Uh, again, uh, the, you look at uh, what box w- was checked where. Again, you could say things were better. Things got worse under the under the administration of, of, of Latoya Cantrell and worse under that city council. But yet you reelected them. You reelected them. You gave them four more years. You gave them a V.O.C. vote of confidence it's absolutely mind blowing and then they put it right back in your face and if you're a business owner in this town I would be pissed off wait you mean I you know I got to I got to get a vaccine I got to make sure that again people have their vaccine cards they're, they're up to date on their vaccines and they got to wear a mask to come into my into into my business and but yet again you could go party at, at a at a ball and you don't have to have a mask on and you're the ones dictating to us what we can do to to, to try to make again to try to keep our business open I mean, if I'm a business owner right now, I am so aggravated and upset what's going on in this town. So it's amazing. It is absolutely amazing. And it's right in front of your face. Every time we turn around, it's right in front of our faces. It's amazing to me. It really is. It's amazing that, again, the people of this town are not fed up enough, okay, at this point to speak out. They could have spoke out at the voting booth. They didn't do it. Most people decided not even to go to the voting booth, which is ridiculous. Especially at a time, again, when we needed true leadership. Just frustrating, ladies and gentlemen. Just totally frustrating. And again, the hypocrisy is just off the charts here. Okay, off the charts. All right. Let me get back to Zion for for, for a couple minutes. Uh, you know, and then I want to talk about college football playoffs, which again um, is is going is going to is going to stay the status quo. Um, if I'm the Pelicans at this point, after this after what happened today with with again the uh, season ticket renewal, for those that are just tuning in. Um, over the weekend, C.J. McCollum was interviewed by the uh, TNT crew. He was asked about whether he had uh, spoken to Zion, and his answer was no. He had spoken to some, someone, probably someone from his camp. And then, um, so again, he didn't respect C.J. McCollum enough. The president of Players Association, his, team, his new teammate, who again publicly came out and said the reason why I wanted to be traded to New Orleans was to play with Bi and Zion. But yet he couldn't pick up the phone, couldn't couldn't text. I mean, couldn't even communicate with 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 CJ McCollum. What a slap in the face! And then, of course, the situation today, where they Pelicans sent out a season ticket renewal uh, pamphlet. Uh, in that pamphlet, again, uh, it reads Pelicans 22-23 ticket plans. Be there for it all. It's got a picture of again a bunch of fans cheering in, in, at, at the Smoothie King Center, and then the the caption is led by new. Head coach Willie Green and players Brandon Ingram, Val, uh, Jonas Valanciunas, and C.J. McCollum. The Pelicans are building something special across the street from the Caesar Superdome. And their best-ever season ticket package is now on sale. There's never been a better time to lock in, join the squad for, and then enlist a bunch of different um, uh, amenities that you'll get for being a season ticket holder. No mention of Zion Williamson. Not one. Not one mention of Zion. But yet they're on the hook this year for a guy that has only played um, 85 games in his in his three-year career in the pros, this year they're on the hook for $10,733,000. $10, he gets $10 million to rehab in Portland. And, again, look, I, I've gone on the record because what I was told was that the reason why he was going to Portland was they had the best facilities. They had the best doctors there to deal with, again, his injury. He was dealing with specialists there, the rehabs, uh, specialists, uh, and and ultimately now it looks as though Zion's just trying to be out of sight, out of mind. And at some point, the Pelicans have to have to just say, you know what, to the Zion Williamson family, we're not worried about covering for you anymore. We're not we're not going to cover for your son anymore. Okay, he is a professional athlete. Uh, he is has the the Pelicans have his rights uh, for the next two for the next three seasons, including this one. And you're going to have to come in, and you're going to have to be treated like everybody else on the roster. Okay? Uh, They've gone out of their way to be able to handle him with kid gloves. And he's done nothing to be able to, again, help the franchise. You heard Ali Cassell if you heard the first hour. You know, choosing to rehab away away from the Pelicans during the offseason when Brandon Ingram did. Not not trusting, again, the Pelicans' doctors, which I can understand. But, again, David Griffin brought in, again, the best training staff, the best trainer in all of basketball. He upgraded all the facilities on the Pelican side. For when I stand, again, they, they, they fired all, after, after, again, I've been saying this for years between the Saints and the Pelicans, fired, fired the staff, uh, the orthopedic staff, fired the doctors, came in with new doctors. And look, a player has the right to be able to have their own doctor, but they don't have the right to be able to rehab elsewhere unless it's signed off on by, by the club. And at some point, you got to recall him and say, hey, you know what, enough is enough. We're not taking the hit for you anymore. Okay, you have to stand up, man up at 21, and tell the, folks, tell, tell the fan base exactly what you want, exactly where you, feel, you think your future is. And if it's not here in New Orleans, much like Michael Thomas this year, get your ass on the court and, and play ball, and then, the, again, your value will go up, and then you could be moved. Because believe me, much like Anthony Davis, okay, much like Baron Davis, if you don't want to be here, we don't want you here. That's the bottom line. As great as you could be, if you don't want to be here, there's no reason for us to be able to say, "Oh, please stay, Zion." We no, no. But you got to get value for him. Can't give him away. Same thing with Michael Thomas. Everybody right? says trade Michael Thomas. No, we can get for Michael Thomas a ham sandwich. Seriously. Th- Michael Thomas has value. When Michael Thomas is healthy, he's one of the best receivers in the NFL. So you want value for the best receivers in the NFL, right? Zion Williamson, based on his potential, is potentially one of the best players in the NBA. So I want to be able to get a trade value on the potential of Zion Williamson being one of the best players in the NBA. But for him to do that, he's got to get his ass on the court. And he also has to be part of this organization. Being on the bench, being part of the, 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 the team. Like I said uh, last week, and I, I say it again today, the culture change here in New Orleans has nothing to do with Zion Williamson. That's Willie Green. That's Brandon Ingram. That's Valachunas. That's, again, the leadership on this team, and, again, buying into what Willie Green is selling. This dude ain't been around to buy into Willie Green. So no more coddling Zion Williamson. The fan base is not for the coddling of Zion Williamson, okay? I'm sure the media does not want Zion Williamson coddled coddle anymore. I know I don't. Okay? The citizens and the fans of this team, and I'm a fan of the team, I don't want to see him coddled anymore. It's time for him to grow up and grow a pair. Okay? Be honest about where you want to be. If you don't want to be here, say it. Say it. Come on and say it. But this cloak and dagger, this hiding behind the curtain stuff, making excuses for Zion Williamson, it is old. It got old at the end of last year. As I said, as we went into the, into the offseason, that dude needs to get into the gym and work and start working on his game and stop being a one-dimensional player. Did he even do that? How do we know? Only photos I've seen of Zion Williams in the offseason was him eating pizza. So this is on David Griffin, who's on the hot seat right now, and, and rightly so. Okay? Look, like I said, great trade for, 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 for C.J. McCollum. Great draft this past year. No doubt about that. Okay. But he's on the hot seat because the, the fan base of the city of New Orleans, the people in New Orleans, no longer trust David Griffin because he talks out of both sides of his mouth. Now, maybe he's had to talk out of both sides of his mouth because he's trying to protect Zion. Come clean. Save your reputation, David Griffin. Save it. Come clean and start telling the truth about what's going on behind the scenes with Zion Waves him and his family. What franchise is gonna to want to have Zion Williamson around if his family's meddling and everything? I mean, be real. This is just this is pathetic. And it makes New Orleans Pelicans the laughing stock of the league. Unbelievable, man. Just unbelievable. All right. I do want to talk a little bit about um the college football playoffs and and, and, and the lack of movement? I tell you what, there there was a time when uh I was I thought that um, we would see an opportunity to see the uh, college football format uh, expanded. Last summer, I was really excited about it, okay? It was going to expand to 12 teams that were trying to do it for the 2024 season under the current contract, right? Well, that dissolved last Thursday. They were unable to break an impasse. The commissioners decided to abandon the efforts to implement a 12-team format for the 2024 season and recommended staying with the current model to the presidents that oversee the playoffs. Uh, the Board of Managers accepted the recommendation on Thursday and directed the commissioners to continue discussions on a new format that will go in effect for the 2022 2026 season, which is going to be under the new contract. Now, that's a missed opportunity on, on so many levels. On the first level, the $450 million they left on the table, that's number one but also the chance to bring the excitement that we're going to see in, in the Dome, again, with the Final Four here in New Orleans, and up in upcoming in March with March Madness. Can you think of a better time in sports than, than college basketball's March Madness? I mean, honestly, it is fun. Why is it fun? Because there are upsets. Again, David and Goliath, right? We talk about it all the time, okay? They had a chance to bring the college basketball's March Madness to college football, and they blew it, okay? Maybe we'll get it in 2026. Look, I've been an advocate for not a 12-team playoff, but a 16-team playoff, right? In conjunction with the current bowl system. Using the current bowls as, again, the domiciles for, for, again, the first, second, third rounds, leading all the way up to the championship like we're having now, right? But, again, the presidents could not even agree, and neither could the, the, the College Football Playoff Committee, could even agree on 12 teams, much less 16. We know that there are super conferences out there now, right? That are being put together, right? Southeastern Conference, in our own backyard. Uh, uh, University of Texas, Oklahoma coming in. They're heading to the SEC. The gap between the have and have-nots is growing. You add NIL to the mix now, the transfer portal. Who knows what college football is going to look like in, in the next three to four years? But be rest assured, I can tell you this right now, the rich will get richer. The gap between the big conferences and everyone else is going to continue to grow. To me, it just makes sense to have a place in the playoffs where the best of the smaller conferences can at least get in, where we can have a David uh, versus Goliath upset matchup like we see in March Madness, okay? To me, it's a huge mistake on on the part of, again, college presidents and the college football uh, uh, playoff committee, in my opinion, to not take advantage of that, especially now with, with, again, the meteoric shift that we're seeing with with NIL and, and the transfer portal. Right now, because of, of, again, the NIL and transfer portal, it's the Wild Wild West in, in, when it comes to uh, college football or even college athletics, okay? And it is up to the powers that be In, in when it comes to presidents and athletic directors to get, a, get control of both. Well, I'm telling you, college athletics will, will, will cease to exist as we know it. I don't ever want to hear anybody talking about an amateurism when it comes to, again, the NCAA. Forget about it. Okay, it's no longer amateurism. When again you have that t- when you have the money that's being paid, and also the ability to be a free agent to jump from 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 program to program. And look, I am one that is an advocate for players to be paid, but you have to have some controls over it. You can't have a situation where a, a team like Texas A and M, because they have they have deep pockets, or even an LSU because they have deep pockets, have the ability to be able to outbid other schools, including those that are in the smaller conferences for a player and then again the ability to transfer anytime you want it takes away from the integrity of college football or college athletics across the board so when you look at this situation right now if you want to be able to preserve what we grew up with okay which is again the you know the beauty of, of again amateur athletics something has to be done with, with nil and also the transfer portal, but also the ability to be to be more inclusive when it comes to the college football playoffs so that an American athletic program can get in, okay? Um, you know the best of the the champions from those conferences have a chance to get in. And who knows what can happen? Upsets happen all the time in March Madness. A couple teams get upset. I mean that that that, that is good for the for the format. It's good for college athletics. An expanded college football format, or format opens up the door for those that don't have a shot at the championship. Or at least, again, can knock out Goliath. Under the current system, David doesn't even have a rock to throw. That's frustrating. And then leaving $450 million on the table, come on, whew, come on. Just ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous, man. But goes to show you... Uh, when you, when you talk about where we are in, in, in terms of college athletics, when you talk about where we are in, in, in terms of um, uh, expanding these playoffs, we're, we're far away. We're far away. They can't, they can't not agree on anything. And ultimately, I think you get hurt, the player gets hurt. The players get hurt. Okay? Those institutions that are, that are involved in the smaller conferences get crushed because the, the divide is even larger, and it's getting larger every single year now. And that's just not fair. Not fair again to the two lanes of the world. Not fair, not fair to again the those that are in the smaller conferences. Even though again, again, those that love the SEC are excited about the expansion of the SEC. I am. I love Oklahoma and Texas coming to the SEC. Got no issue with it at all. But I want to see some fairness across the board. All right. Don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. If you're in the market for a generator, I want you to think Burkhardt. First of all, again. Uh, they'll never try to come out and sell you anything. That's just not what they do. Then, when you make it a point with Burkhart about about a generator, they're going. You're, you're having an opportunity at that point to to be able to educate yourself on what's going on with the generator. Again, to, to the, the 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 salespeople that are, that are dealing with the generators, and a lot of times that's Jason Burkhart, will come out with you, sit down with you, do a consultation, uh, exposing you to all the information you need so you can make the right decision for a generator for your home or your business. And then, once you decide on going with Burkart, they'll put you on the calendar for a single day install. That single day install is is etched in stone. They're going to get you set up within one day. Financing is available for generators. You can pay that over time. The new install quality check is something they do for every one of their customers that has something installed by Burkart. They come out a month later, they sit down with you, make sure, again, you know how to operate the system, that you're comfortable with the system, and then, of course, Uh, When you look at emergency service, 24-7, 365 emergency service, your generator goes down, Burkhart will be there to get it back up and running, we will fully stock with all the parts they need in the warehouse to get you up and running. And then, of course, if you utilize that generator over 100 hours during the last storm season, you got to get it serviced by a professional let Burkhart do that for you. When it comes to generator sales and service, Burkhart, they're the experts. acpromise.com, acpromise.com. We'll be right back.
1: New Orleans Country, 106.1 Nash Icon is once again your home for New Orleans Privateers basketball. Tune in to Jude Young for all the action as UNO takes on top-rated college basketball teams, including local rivals and Southland Conference foes, in their quest to win championships and return to the NCAA tournament. All season long, set sail with the UNO Privateers on New Orleans Country, 106.1 Nash Icon.
0: This report is sponsored by Mucinex Fastmax Cold and Flu All in One. When cold and flu season has you down, don't play around. Stay on top of your game with Mucinex Fastmax Cold and Flu All in One, delivering unbeatable multi symptom relief to help you power through your day. Mucinex Fastmax Cold and Flu All in One, and done. Use as directed.
3: An accident has two left lanes blocked on the Crescent City Connection eastbound at Terry Parkway. And also be mindful that your delays are going to be solid if you're traveling eastbound along the West Bank Expressway, the Crescent City Connection, and the Pontchartrain Expressway from Lafayette Street to the O'Keeffe-Howard Avenue exit. Also, in the meantime, delays are going to be heavy if you're traveling along 10 westbound from just before City Park to the airport. On the 610 on the westbound side, delays remain steady. If you're traveling from just before Canal Boulevard to the 10610 merge, and on the eastbound side from Elysian Fields to the 10610 merge, look out for delays that are steady if you're traveling on 10 eastbound from just past Orleans to the high rise. If you're traveling on the 310 going southbound, your delays are steady from before St. Rose to the Luling Hornville exit. I'm at Robinson, broadcasting from the Attorney Mike Brandner Traffic Center.
1: Traffic is brought to you by DA Exterminating, proud to be locally owned and serving over
2: 60 years. DA Exterminating is proud to be locally owned and serving Louisiana's Gulf South for over 60 years. If you want a fast response and great service, call DA now on the North Shore and in Metairie, or you can visit us online at daexterminating.com.
0: handled this is Eric Asher Have you noticed that it's more and more common these days that products are hard to find or even sold out well I'm here to tell you that air conditioning equipment doesn't have to be one of those things the folks at Burkhardt air conditioning and heating take your comfort seriously that means they keep the product on hand so when your AC breaks they got a replacement ready so never wait never worry when you need help trust Burkhardt visit acpromise.com that's acpromise.com and tell them Eric sent you
1: My grandma and your grandma
5: were sitting by the fire. My grandma told your grandma, I'm going to set
0: your flag on fire. You're talking about here now. Here hey, it opened up by my man Dave Miette over Dave Miette Insurance. A lot of folks, I want to remind everybody you, you have to be able to show proof of loss by this Friday. That's the deadline uh, for, for, again, Hurricane Ida victims. So if you haven't got with your insurance company on your loss, Friday's the deadline. A guy like Dave Biette would be there working with you every step of the way, making sure, again, that you that you got your losses to your insurance company. And then, again, you got the best insurance company that's giving you the best price and the best service as well. He can search over 50 insurance companies as an independent operator to get you the best price for the best insurance for you, the customer. Five five six zero eight zero nine. 809 that's 504-556-0809. D-A-V-E-M-I-L-L-E-T-I-N-S-Agency.com is his website. It's a one-stop shop for all your insurance needs. And, of course, if you want an expert when it comes to insurance, uh, Dave Mead's been in it's his family business, been in the insurance business for decades, his family. Uh, and, of course, uh, Dave, Dave will sit down with you, do a consultation, find out what you're looking for, and then whether you're, again, a, a professional, a business owner, whether, again, you're a contractor, or, against just a homeowner, uh, Everyday Joe. Again, he's going to give you the service that, again, you you deserve when it comes to your insurance. When it comes to insurance, you want to save, call Dave, 504-556-0809, dot agency.com. All right, welcome back. Um you listen to Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until 6 o'clock. Let's, so we've talked about Zion. We've talked about the college football playoffs. We've talked about the massless mayor and city council members. And, again, the Mardi Gras balls uh, that, that are just, again, sticking it to the business owners in this town who, again, have, uh, by legislation, by emergency declaration, have to be able to have people come in with masks, show true, uh, proof of vaccination. In order to ride on a Mardi Gras float, you have to have proof of vaccination and wear a mask. And I'm not talking about a Mardi Gras mask. I'm talking about a mask, right? But yet the mayor and the council can go to these balls, and they are maskless. We've talked about that as well. Now we shift gears to football, uh, the New Orleans Saints, and the NFL. Joining us on the program now is our good friend Larry Holder uh, of The Athletic. Larry, welcome to the show.
5: Hey, Eric. How are you today?
0: I'm doing good. Well, I'm doing okay, Larry. Well, a little sick over the weekend, but I'm, I'm good enough to be able to be behind the mic, so that's always a good thing.
5: Well, yeah. I mean, look—you're the king of Mardi Gras, man. Come on, you got to get out there and go. <laughs>
0: Let's go. You know it, brother. Between Mardi Gras and Jazz Fest again, I can't wait. And I was—I was chomping at the bit, and then all of a sudden, sick over the weekend. But you better believe I'm gonna try to get better for the next week. There ain't no doubt about it. No oh, doubt yeah. about it.
5: Well, absolutely. I'm—I'm I'm totally with you. It's about time. And even, yeah, I'm—I'm I'm with you with uh, some of the hypocrisy. Uh, and yet, uh, look—at least we've got things going, rolling. Uh, so we're getting closer. Back to normal after a couple of years, and look, even just for me, like I'm in two St. Patrick's uh, functions. One, uh, you know, the Irish champ, raid And then uh, we do a parade, yep. uh, St. Patty's night, which our route has been shortened, uh, and uh, that's uh, a point of contention. But still, uh, look, we're we're at least getting there, so I'm I'm happy.
0: And uh, did, take, did the kids get out to Montego this weekend? Did y'all do some?
5: No, we didn't really do – well, we went there. It was a little parade in Gretna a couple of weeks ago, but right. we haven't really mm-hmm. done much. And then, uh, well, my wife will get to the extravaganza, but that's because she's going to be working for Fox 8 <laughs> because they're, there you go. they're airing it. So she'll be there, yep. and I, I will not be there. That.
0: <laughs> oh, that's, that's a shame. The extravaganza is so much fun. <laughs> It is so much fun. It really is. I was an I was Endemian rider for almost a decade, and, and again, I, the Extravaganza. I've never had a bad time. If you ever get, if you haven't had a chance, folks, to be part of the Endemian Extravaganza, uh, you need to try it. I'm sure Bacchus Bash, Orpheus, all of them. Again, all have their their. Um, uh, all have again great time. But again, I really enjoy being part of Endemium. Let's let's talk some Saints. Um, the the, the word is now, at least the, the rumor out there is that there's going to be co-coordinators. Uh, on the defensive side, uh, with, with again um, uh, Chris Richard, who again, who, who a lot of people thought might be looking for a defensive coordinator uh, job elsewhere, and then Ryan Nielsen—is that what you're hearing?
5: Look, uh, I haven't heard that as concrete. But uh, you, you look, I, I know uh, uh, Nick Underhill. He's—I think he's the first person to probably to float that idea out there. And uh, you know, I haven't heard that concrete. I'll, I'll put it to you that way. Uh, But, uh, you know, the idea, uh, I'll be honest, uh, anytime (laughs) I've ever heard of a co-anything in terms of a coordinator, uh, it it doesn't seem to go well. I mean, that's kind of my thought there, and maybe it's just a sense that he doesn't want to uh, pass over either guy. I mean, we know he's going to be calling the defense, so, you know, this will be... Title and I'm sure like they like when Dennis has things to do they will uh, devise a plan and you know maybe they they split it up where someone is you know deals with the front seven and the back, you know and the and then Chris deals with the back five and they smash it all together and so you know but it's uh I think it, it, to me it, it's more of a, a way to uh, to reward both guys and not lose both guys so I, I think it's it's more about that uh, you know in, in terms of that because you know. It's, how, how can you really have three people trying to run the defense? I mean, that to me doesn't
0: make yeah, Too many cooks in the kitchen. <laughs> right. Too many right. cooks in the kitchen. But I, I can see three guys putting the plan together and then one guy calling the defense and Dennis Allen. And, of course, a way to be able to maybe hold on to these two assistants that you value. Uh, so, again, they ultimately don't go. And look, Richard did a great job with the secondary, and we know what, what, again, Ryan Nielsen has done for the defensive line. And I know the Saints don't want to lose either one. So again, maybe this is a way to pacify both. I just wonder about Richard again, who wanted to be a coordinator. If that, that's enough to pacify him from not going elsewhere, if there is a job available. Now, is the question is would there be a job available?
5: Right, that's my thing too. Like you know, hey, even uh, uh, if we haven't heard him his name in a while, uh, you know, very beginning we heard his name being floated around out there for for interviews, but not like we, we've seen that come to fruition. So. I, I think it's just uh, it's to me. I'm sure it comes with a little bit of a pay raise, but it's also to reward those guys. I mean, if they're very good coaches, they're both deserving, and I, I just think that's a way that uh, that Dennis can say, "All right, look, we're giving you this title, and maybe somewhere along the line, one of those guys gets hired for a, a, a defense coordinator job on their own. It could help them." So I think Dennis is is trying to trying to be diplomatic here uh, because he knows both coaches are are very valuable, and you don't yes. want to lose them. And so, it, that to me, you know, the mechanics of it, we'll see how that works, uh, if that's the way it goes. But, uh, but yeah, I, I think it's more to reward both guys because he really likes both of them.
0: Let's talk about the offensive side of the ball. Pete Carmichael taking over the, the play call duties and the offensive coordinator now. Uh, the, again, the What's the backstory on, on maybe the hesitation on him taking this, uh, and of course, um, you know, now again coming full circle and saying, okay, I'm, I'm going to take on the position.
5: Uh, you know, I'll be I'll be honest. I think part of it might have just been uh, maybe he's done it for a while, and uh, you know, or he wanted to take a step back with it, or maybe part of it was Dennis wanted to look and and Pete. He's not one guy to me. He's never been this really. Super, you know, staunch. All right, I'm. I need this job, or I'm leaving. Kind of a deal, uh, you know. So I, I feel like that. Uh, that Dennis certainly wanted to be diligent. I mean, I, I think that's part of it. Uh, probably a big part of it that Dennis wanted to be diligent, and he just told him straight up, "Look, I, I want to look. Uh, you know, I want you to stay on staff, and, and then you go through the process, and you find out. Well, guess what? The best." piece of the puzzles right here, and you and me have talked about it. Like, it's not like any of the public names that came out were super impressive. Like, I sure. I thought it would have been uh, a regression if they would have hired some of those names. Uh, mm-hmm. So I think in in terms of, uh, you know, we've heard about continuity, this, that, and the other. We know uh, that the continuity isn't completely there in offense, but it's not like, you know, Doug Marone and Pete Carmichael haven't worked together before, so that is, that is uh, certainly something that uh, we know can work. And uh, you know, John Morton comes back. Uh, they've all worked. Uh, you know, John and Pete have worked together as well. So, right. Uh, you know, I, and also it gives you a plan. In my eyes, at quarterback, like you are not going to go likely to go find some some quarterback that doesn't necessarily fit the system that you already have. And so I think that's, to me, that was, and you and me have talked about this as they've been mm-hmm. trying to figure this thing out. Um, you know, you don't know which direction they really want to go at quarterback. Until you figure out the offensive coordinator. Now I think I have a better sense of what direction they might look, even though they could explore other options. I, I think we've got a better sense of, uh, of the style of quarterback they might be looking for.
0: I, I want to get into that in a moment, but let's talk, John Morton, Doug Marone. Uh, do you believe that Doug Marone is going to be the uh, offensive line coach? And does John Morton take over the wide receivers coach? Because, again, Cody Burns, uh, an offensive assistant, was, um, uh, was, was hired by, by the Saints as well to work with the wide receivers. Now, again, um, uh, and, and, of course, what his role may be as well. Is he going to be the wide receiver coach or is he going to be an analyst uh, for, for, or an assistant wide receivers coach? Do you know what his title will be and, and also, again, his duties?
5: I mean I don't know what his title's going to be.
0: Uh
5: but in that sense uh, like, it's not like uh you know, I, you know they they just hired the wide receivers coach uh and so I, I assume he's going to be coaching the wide receivers. So mm-hmm. uh you know it, it, it they also had uh Curtis Johnson around as say an offensive uh staffer kind of a, a you know you call it a, you can call it an analyst in college or whatever uh you know it, it's uh uh, a senior member of the staff. I think it'll be more of that than anything else. Uh, and uh, you know, he knows. Look, he's he's certainly versed uh, with with uh, the way the Saints work. I mean, he got promoted from the Saints, uh, so I, I think when you look at it that way, just another voice in in the building uh, to make this thing work. But uh, yeah, Doug Marone's coming in. I mean, the offensive line coach. I mean, uh, the Chargers right. just hired the Saints' old offensive line coach, yep. Brendan yep. Nugent, and Nugent. Uh, that. That one makes sense because Joe Lombardi's is the offensive coordinator. I'm sure that's uh, that's a direction he's looking to go into and knows him, and so that, that was probably sure. an easy hire for Joe. So, uh, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, Marone, all these, here's the thing. You add all these people together, and they've got a ton of offensive experience. So I think that's, that's something that, you know, for Dennis, who uh, is not as versed with the offense, I mean, obviously knows how offense runs, but he's sure. not as versed. He wants to get as many – pieces to the puzzle in there because uh, he knows Sean was with that and Pete was with that. And, you know, when Joe Lombardi was around, he was with that. So He's got a lot of knowledge and experience. So I think he wants to get as much experience in there and kind of bounce things off of each other and, and he'll feel secure about what's going on offensively.
0: Larry Holder of the Athletic is our guest. Larry, let's talk quarterback now. Continuity, 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 continuity—that's all we've been hearing, right? And again, it looks like they're going in that direction, defensive side, on the defensive side of the ball, as well as the offensive side of the ball. Uh, Again, as far as the coaching staff goes, does that make uh, Jameis Winston maybe the favorite to come back to New Orleans? Or, Or again, if not, who do you think will be the quarterback? And of course, what type of quarterback will they go for? Uh, is he going to be a drop-back passer? Is it going to be a guy that, again, can run an RPO? What direction do you think they're going to go?
5: Well, I think with Pete Carmichael coming back, uh, the person who would be the favorite has to be Jameis Winston. And I think Jameis Winston would have, probably see that and say, all right, that's a place I want to go back to. Because, I mean, this is a two-way street. I mean, he's a free agent. Uh, there are a lot of teams who want quarterbacks. The uh, depth of quarterbacks, the crop is not great, considering if you were trying to trade for someone, uh, A, you're going to have to spend a ton, and B, the other team's going to have to give them up. And it seems like something like Josh McDaniels, it uh, seems like they want to roll with Derek Carr. And if Russell Wilson isn't going anywhere, he's off the market. And, I mean, do you really – it seems like uh, the new head coach with the Vikings is uh, ready to roll with Cousins. I mean, he, and he's under a one-year contract left. Uh, so if you take those people off the table, uh, then what are you trying to do? Trade for Jimmy Garoppolo? Uh, trying to make some crazy trade for Baker Mayfield? Uh, sign Marcus Mariota? You know, it, it's rookie. Like it, it's. Uh, I'll, I'll just put it to you this way: uh, Louis Riddick from ESPN, when a few, a few uh, weeks ago, it came out. He basically he said, "quote It sucks that they need a quarterback." End quote. <laughs> because this is not the year to need one. And yes. uh, it, you know, so a lot of, so it's like the Saints will probably have to fight off some teams to get Jameis back. I agree. Uh, and, and so I'm wondering how far do you want to go into your bank account? And how many years do you want to commit to Jameis? Uh, I think that's a, a, you know, the Saints obviously know more than other teams uh, about what they're getting here and health wise mm-hmm. and, and such. But to me, if that if there's one quarterback that makes sense right now in the climate we're in, I mean, Jameis makes the most sense. I don't think there's a I don't think there's a, a close number two uh, when it comes to that. Not like no, I, mean, I think the the
0: only Teddy other Bridget. guy might be Teddy Bridgewater. Maybe yeah,
5: yeah. I was gonna say Teddy Bridgewater, but uh, like I feel like he's taken a step back in these last mm-hmm. couple of years. And yeah, so I think Jameis is actually improving, while Teddy is regressing. To me, so now, I, let, me you know,
0: ask, let me ask you about that, Larry. Because is that regression again uh, the fact of the, the teams he was with, the the, the coordinators he is with? Uh, because it seemed like this, this offense w- was was tailor made for what he does.
5: Well, maybe a little bit. Uh, you know, it, it seems like uh, you know, Carolina. I mean, they had Joe Brady's the offensive coordinator, obviously, that, that didn't go well for him, uh, and uh, and Teddy. But it's not like Teddy didn't have weapons to throw to. Uh, right. Some of them were inconsistent. I mean, Robbie Anderson had a terrible year uh, last year, but I mean, he, he was. He, but he, I mean, obviously Teddy wasn't there the last year either. So uh, Sam Darnold had to deal with that. But still, uh, he had some weapons in Denver, and uh, it, I just think that, yeah, maybe the Saints knew what to do with him. But uh, we could all agree that Jameis' upside is higher than Teddy's. But Teddy might be a safer bet. But we're, here's the thing: we're talking about Jameis and we're talking about Teddy. Are these even long-term answers? And I don't even I don't think that's reality. You know, you're not going to sign either one of these guys for a long-term deal. So, sure. Uh, you know, whatever we're talking about. Could be another one year experiment, and then see what happens. And so, it's yeah, how,
0: how, how can you get those guys to sign though? I mean, again, if you're in a if you're in a bidding war with the Steelers, so to speak, okay, uh, for for Jameis Winston. I mean, how can you offer him now? And because i talked about this before, look, go one year, prove it to me, deal. Two year, prove it to me, deal. Okay. I mean, how can you get into that type of situation where you offered a prove it to me, deal, when maybe another franchise is offered stability and more money? Well,
5: I'm wondering what the Steelers would offer. I mean, they're in a position where they could certainly draft a quarterback, and uh, Saints are in that same route. And here's the thing: if the Saints lose out on Jameis, then maybe you're trying to draft somebody. I, it's it, that's the uh, the wild thing. There are so many teams out there that could be moving around, moving parts, uh, trying to trade for quarterbacks, trying to get quarterbacks. So uh, it's it's something that uh, maybe they, they got to. They, they think they could trust their relationship that they have with Jameis. I mean, I think that helps. I mean, I don't think there's any question about that. But still, right. um, and would Jameis' situation be better somewhere like Pittsburgh? You know, I, I don't know that he may feel that way. So, it's, mm-hmm. yeah, we are definitely in a guessing game. Um, I mean, there's no doubt
0: about that. There's, there's no doubt about it. And then the guessing if they've stayed in touch with us. That's been one of my questions. You know They won't commit on quarterback, but on the back channels, are you staying in touch with him? Are you staying in touch with his rehab, what he's doing? Are you letting him know, look, we're still interested in bringing you back? Because that also says a lot in terms of, again, the vote of confidence of, again, look, uh, we, we want you to be a saint. Now, he's, he's working out with Saints gear on and everything else. So, again, from his indication, it looks like he wants to be a saint. But, again, look, yeah. let's face it, the, 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 the contract is where the rubber hits the road.
5: Oh, Absolutely. I mean, if you know, money talks, and that's what he wants to chase, go for it. But I, I don't think that's what. I think he's looking to get back on the field and 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 show he can still play. I mean, he's he's got plenty of money. Uh, you know, he did right. doesn't have True. that big big contract, but he's made plenty of money. And I think that's uh, I think that's something that he he values that the Saints wanted him to come in, then wanted and then. You know, he comes back again. He wins a starting job. Uh, they were seemingly trying to open things up before he got hurt. I think he values that. Uh, you know, he hasn't told me that, uh, I, but I just kind of, you know, reading how he acts and and the way he has put – I think that he values that the Saints – you know, brought him in and, and worked with him, and we're trying to at least threw him. And a knee injury gets in the way, so I, I think that that plays a part in where they're going. And so that's why I feel like this thing makes the most sense. Uh, they could work something out because other places you're starting from scratch. Uh, and yes. Pittsburgh's probably got to be the number one uh, place he's got to be looking, uh, other than New Orleans. Uh, but from there, you're starting from scratch.
0: We're in the last full week of February. Uh, what is it, March 16th is the start of free agency in the NFL, right? Well, that
5: week, yeah. Uh, you know, it, that the tampering period, it's not tampering. Uh, you know, so it starts, right. whatever that Monday is, uh, it might be the 14th uh, right. that, when that starts. Uh, so, you know, deals are going to get agreed upon. Exactly. Up. So things
0: are that's get, about, that's things where, where I'm going.
2: Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, so
0: definitely. so you've got to get rolling, too. Right. you got to get, you at least have to have a consensus in the room, right, on, again, what direction you want to go.
5: Well, you you need a consensus in terms of, of the plans because you might have a plan, but that plan might have to change. And so, absolutely, when, when you look at it in that sense, uh, you got to have you got to have consensus of where you want to go with uh, plan A, B, C, D, E, F, G. I mean, you might need. I don't think the Saints are going to have to go that deep on a plan, but still. Uh, you, you've got to be able to have all those plans in place. And I, I think right. that's, uh, uh, I mean, there's no doubt you got to have that or you're, you're going to be in trouble.
0: There's no doubt. I mean, if you're going to trade for a quarterback, you got to know you got to, you got a deal in, in place. Or if again you're going at the free agent quarterback, then you know again that through his uh, you know through his rep- representation, that again that there's a mutual interest, right? I mean, but but you don't want to get to a situation where you two, two or three days in the free agency, and then all of a sudden the quarterbacks come off the board, and now, now you're stuck with again having to draft a rookie.
5: I don't think the Saints are going to put themselves in that position. I mean, I, neither I do I. Uh, yeah, I, I think they're a, a soon enough group. That they won't be that that won't happen. But yep. uh, look, we've seen other things. I don't know. It's uh, you, you know now that we've got the OC figured out, figure the defense is going to be in good shape. Yep. I main quarterback is no, question number one, two, three, four, five, six, twelve. 15, no doubt. You can't go you anywhere know.
0: until you figure that out. That's the, that's the next big chip, really. No, no doubt about it. Larry, we've got about a minute left. What you got coming up for us on the athletic? How folks can subscribe and how they can uh, follow you on social media?
5: Yeah, look, uh, we're gonna we're gonna have some league wide looks uh, throughout our staff. Uh, maybe some cap casualties, we'll look at that, Uh, some big question marks. And then uh, that's going to be me and the rest of our staff, Catherine Terrell. And then next week is the Combine. Uh, We're going to be full blast up in the Combine. So uh, they're in Mardi Gras. (laughs) So that's that's the way it usually typically works. Yes, it is. We'll have all of that in full uh, locally, nationally, you name it, uh, at the Athletic.
0: Thank you, my friend. Always appreciate your time.
5: Hi, Good
0: talk to you, buddy. At Larry Holder on Twitter. Don't forget about Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank. AC breaks down, heating system breaks down, your generator breaks down. Burkard Air Conditioning Heating will be there for you. ACPromise.com. ACPromise.com. Hickory & Airline and Menory open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services we provide to our customers. Mambo's, 411 Bourbon Street. Three floors of incredible dining in what might be the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest and magnificent cocktails. Come dine in authentic French Quarter Courtyard or on our Bourbon Street balcony. Come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, or a delicious meal with family. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at MamboNola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's.
3: I had a nighttime routine for my frequent heartburn. I would drink milk. I would sleep upright with more pillows, but that painful burning stayed. So I made Prilosec OTC part of my morning routine with just one pill in the morning. Prilosec OTC prevents excess acid production, blocking heartburn day and night. Now I have a new nighttime routine. I call it Sleeping.
1: Block heartburn all day and all night with Prilosec OTC. It's possible. While taking Prilosec OTC, use as directed for 14 days to treat frequent heartburn, not for immediate relief.
3: You know your closet well, but what does it sound like? Yes, your closet. Does it whisper your taste? Does it scream your taste? The new Stitch Fix Freestyle, your personalized store, gets to know your unique style and fit. Its selection transforms to show you only the looks and trends you'll love, with a store that evolves alongside your taste. Your closet will scream, so you, without actually screaming. Introducing Stitch Fix Freestyle for women and men, your personalized store. We're so you,
1: Are you seeking a career in emergency management, government or public management, criminal justice or nonprofit sectors? Upper Iowa University New Orleans Center offers a Master of Public Administration. It's an exceptional yet flexible education. Take classes at our center in the evening or online. Visit Upper Iowa University's New Orleans Center or uiu.edu slash neworleans to apply today. Classes start March 14th.
0: Upper Iowa University New Orleans, education built for life. Well, that's it for me thanks so much for tuning in certainly appreciate it our our podcast will be up on the anchor app and all the podcasting apps about 20 minutes after the program ends I want to thank larry holder and also Alec yourself for joining us on the program also want to thank our good friend uh, rudy uh, back in studio for producing rudy dixon uh and as always thank you so much for listening thank the sponsor sponsor our program go to EricAsher.com for a slideshow to sponsor sponsor our program please continue to support those great sponsors Coming up next, it's Ken Trahan with All Access. Keep it right here on 106.1 FM. My name is Eric Asher. Have a wonderful evening. From the dog cat to the governor, that includes the mayor. They all gotta go.
1: Your station.